Good morning. If you haven't already noticed, Mark's gone. He is uh, ministering to missionaries in Brazil and our surrounding countries. If you would uh, join with me and the rest of the church this, these next two weeks in praying for Mark and this very special mission that he's on as we, uh, as we think about all the missionaries that will be blessed because he's with them and ministering and mentoring them. Um, we're so glad that he has that opportunity. As many of you know, uh, when Janet and I moved here in 1995, uh, I, was the youth, I started as a youth minister here. We, uh, we lived in the parsonage three, three doors down. And about six months ago, we bought our own house and moved. And that old house served us really well. But after a lot of evaluation, and I don't want to go into all the details, but a lot of evaluation with our leadership here, they decided it was much more economically feasible to raise that house and keep the land than to try to fix something that was beyond repair. And so Monday, the house looked like this. And yesterday, the house looked like that. I was telling the guy that drives that excavator that I had a Tonka truck that looked just like that when I was a kid. And I admired his job. And he said he had a Tonka truck just like that. And that's why he became an excavator operator. And I asked him if I could get in it, but he said the insurance wouldn't cover me. (laughs) You know, that old house that took years to build and to improve and to take care of, from Wednesday between noon and 2 o'clock was a pile of rubble. And though it has lots of memories for at least the shows, change isn't always easy. In fact, the last six months, I've caught myself leaving the office and driving down to the driveway to go home. And for some reason, the secretaries laugh at this, I can dirty a shirt faster than anybody, and it used to be that I could run down to the house and be home and, and back to the office in 30 seconds. Now I have to keep a clean shirt in my office. Or if I need a tool here at the church building. I've got a pre-plan for that instead of running down to the garage. You know, change isn't always easy. And we all like consistency in our life. And it's been, it's been said that, ev- that uh, consistency is um, always about change. That everything flows and nothing stands still. And we look around and it seems like that everything's changing. Seasons change, people change, civilizations rise and fall. In a shifting world, what is constant? We know every, in every life moment, change happens. Our kids grow up, our jobs change. You lose someone you love. Even today here at MacArthur Park, for all of us that have worked in the children's ministry, something's changed. In fact, I am imagining that Mr. Bill is in heaven handing Jesus a handful of double bubble and a Tootsie Roll today. You know, we will miss Mr. Bill on the first and second floors um, as he walked around and ministered to kids for years as one of our children's deacons. And just the thought today that that won't happen anymore is change for us. You know, I told someone not too long ago that I'll always be fascinated with gadgets and with technology. And I'll probably become one of those grandpas that is tech savvy, or at least thinks he is. Of course, this person reminded me I'm already there. A few weeks ago, uh, as we were putting out fall decorations at the new house, or Janet was putting them out, 
You know, when you live in the same place for so long, decorations seem to just kind of find their place. But when you're in a new place, she sat down on the couch a few times trying to decide where those things would go, where their new home would be. And I have to tell you, you know, change is not always easy. I'm not sure I'm looking forward to the new Christmas decorating season. (laughs) Yes, but if you think about it, we do all like consistency. Depending on where we are in life, we either embrace the movement that is around us in the world or we rebel against it, but it's going to move. As a disciple of Jesus, I struggle with being consistent. Do you? No, it's not whether we sing two songs in a prayer in an assembly and whether that's consistency for me or not. I struggle with consistency because of sin in my life, because of brokenness in my life, because trying to keep my faith consistent. Psalms 119, 4 through 6. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees, that I will not be ashamed when I compare my life to your commands. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect you, God, that they would consistently reflect your ways, reflect your decrees, reflect your love, reflect your grace. May this morning we define consistency like this doing what pleases God each time, every time, for a long time. Doing what pleases God each time, every time, for a long time. Colossians 3.17, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. You know, earlier this year, our church went through a 12-week study of Christian uh, disciplines. And many of us, and I hope many of you, got excited about focusing on personal disciplines. We started to build habits. How are you doing? How consistent are you in setting aside time to practice spiritual growth exercises each day and each week? You know, change affects consistency, and consistency affects change. And we know that uh, as parents, being consistent in discipline with our kids is a good thing. If we don't uh, do what we say we're going to do, discipline's not very effective. And we know as employees and as students that being consistent and being in a punctuality and attendance is expected and rewarded sometimes. And we know that being spouses, being consistent in how we show our spouse how much we love them is vital. If you were here last week, we had 35 ministries and ministry representatives walk with cardboard signs across the stage. And they represented so many good works and acts of service this church does collectively. In fact, some might have looked at all of those ministries and said, wow, Mac does a lot. And some might have looked at those ministries and said, how come we can't do more? Because it all has to do with how you look at it, isn't it? But we do know one thing is for sure with all of those acts of service, all those ministries at this church, they thrive when we stay focused on the mission God's called us to do. If you're one of those ministry leaders or you're active in one of those ministries, and I hope that you are, the question for you this morning is, is your ministry doing what's focused in the light of the mission, love God, love people, and change the world? How is your ministry aligned with the mission before us? What can you do to tweak or to grow or improve your ministry more aligned with that mission? See, even collectively for a church, consistency is a focus is important for us. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my beloved, bro- my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. 
You know, after Israel was delivered from Egypt, before they entered the promised land, God gave Moses some commands for his people to follow. And in Deuteronomy, we see that that important command, the most important one, was to love him with all their heart and with all their soul and all their strength. And hundreds of years later, Jesus was asked by the teachers of the law, what was the greatest command? And he said the exact same thing. The consistency of truth with God and Jesus we see through Scripture. If you know me, you know that I'm fascinated with marketing. I'm fascinated at how people are motivated to buy or to do something that they might not otherwise buy or do. And in marketing, we have a term called sound bites. And in the 1960s and 70s, a political or advertising soundbite was 24 seconds long. Do you know today a soundbite is less than 9.8 seconds? You know, our tech culture influences that, the way that we receive news and information. For those of us that grew up using cliff notes because we didn't want to read the whole book, that was our soundbite. But I would say even today, cliff notes are a little long for most people to endure to take a shortcut to a book. It's interesting that sound bites attract us, and sometimes things just can't be summed up in a sound bite. But also, when we want to get just to the point, we have to think about the words we use in a sound bite. The little blue Twitter bird has influenced us in our culture, hadn't it? And though tweets increased to 280 characters, it is found that most people don't want to read that long a tweet. Most people don't want to read a tweet that's, that's the maximum characters. Stats show that if you tweet between 71 and 100 characters, you have the most engaged followers. And basically, keep it short. I know some of you are thinking, he should have preached a 9.8 second sermon this morning. (laughs) In a world where things are inconsistent, in a life where everything is changing, in a disciple's life where sin is a constant battle for our faith, let me give you four simple sound bites of truth things that you can hang your hat on, things that you can be sure of, things that you can build your faith on. And the theme of all of these is God stays. Psalms 102, 25 through 27. Of old you laid the foundation on earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment, and you will change them like a robe. And they will pass away, but you are the same, and your years have no end. You remain, God. You don't change. When life seems inconsistent, God is consistent. Number two, Malachi 3.6, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. Number three, Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And number four, for God said, I'll never let you down, never walk off, I'll never leave you. Hebrews 13, 5. Today and every day we declare that God is always the same. He never changes. He's always good. He's always loving. He's always powerful. And no matter how much this world changes around us, we can trust in a God who is consistent. Yes, in a changing world, in a changing life, with all of its inconsistencies, we have a God who stays, a God who remains, a God who abides. He sticks around. He's our refuge. He's our anchor. 
He's our dwelling place. We have a God who stays. He doesn't run away. He never fails. God's in it for the long haul with us. I'll never let you down, never walk off, and I'll never leave you. Matthew West wrote these words as a prayer and a song. I would have given up on me by now. I would have labeled me a lost cause. I feel just like a lost cause. If I were you, I would have turned around and walked away. I would have labeled me beyond repair because I feel like I'm beyond repair. But somehow you don't see me like I do. Somehow you're still there. You're the God who stays. You're the God who stays. You're the one who runs in my direction when the whole world runs away. You're the God who stands with wide open arms and you're telling me that nothing I've ever done can separate my heart from the God who stays. I'll never let you down. I'll never walk off and I'll never leave you. If you are on the highest summit or in the lowest valley, if you're in the midst of peace or in the storm of turmoil, if you're resting or you're restless with life, Remember, today and every day and always, you have a God that's consistent, a God who stays. Our elders this morning are here to pray for you, and they will be here as we sing this next song, and they'll be here at the end of this service. Let's stand and sing. My King, return of praises ring. Glory 